0: And welcome to this week episode of Team Cat Home My Radio, everyone. Hope you guys are having a happy Monday. Hope you guys are having a great day. Um, I'm finally done with all my classes. So, uh, well, not all my classes. I'm done with one of my classes for summer one. So I'll be back. So I'll probably be back. Um finally do resting or at least for a couple of days before I go back to do my assignments again which is no big which is no big deal we'll be after doing the same thing finishing up your class and everything else and please do not mess around because I beg you it's gonna be much worse if we do that and the most the report that I'm gonna reporting on has been is from Hong Kong free press A very great nonpartisan and also a good news um, article online as well. So you guys can check out hongkongfreepress.com You can look up also on hkfp.com You can also work as well. And make sure to every Monday and Friday for our podcast. So this is from last um, last week that I, have, I forgot to report. Hong Kong may drop plans for fake news law, says leader John Lee. Okay, that's something. Hong Kong may drop plans for a f- fake news law. Chief Executive John Lee has suggested, saying the problems can't be tackled by other means. Hmm, the city leaders in an interview with SingTown Newspaper, published on Thursday, said the government's priority was to pass the city's own security law rather than enacting fake news legislations. That's not even gonna solve the problem anyway. The government first raised plans to legislate against what is called fake news and false information in 2021. Then Secretary for Home Affairs, Casport Tsui, said at the time, the administration was setting similar legislation overseas. The administration must consider the need for any legislation as Hong Kong was a free society, the Chief saying said in an interview. My attitude is that if it's not necessary to legislate, then it's not best to do so, he said. Okay, now you're admitting that it's not good then? He said the government would not have would not have to introduce fake news legislation if the problem was manageable through self-discipline and industry ethics. We will not treat a cold like cancer. Critics said press freedom has already been eroded and a fake news law would further worsen the problem. Helga has plummeted in the international press freedom and since China imposed a national security law on the city in June 2020. Watched out cite the arrest of journalists, raids on newsroom, and closures of around 10 media outlets, including Apple Daily, Stand News, and Citizen News, including Mad Daily, newspaper from Wong from Raymond Wong Man. Over 1,000 journalists have lost their jobs, while as many immigrated. The city's government-funded broadcaster RTHK has adopted a new editorial guidelines, purge its archives, and acts news and satirical news. In 2022, like he old, like, why not right? Chief Z- in 2022, Chief Z- Lee said press freedom was in the pocket of Hong Kong's, but nobody's above the law and urged the press to tell a good story, good Hong Kong story. What we're not allowed to tell anything that actually is either what happened or it could happen, because you realize you gotta understand something. You should also focus on what happens in Hong Kong. You can, if you tell good news, it's just nothing more but a uh, you know a government-funded newspaper, and not a newspaper that's actually for the people. Bravery of five Hong Kongers who tried to intervene in a mall double murder recognized in government's honor list. Chi John Lee is, is to award, award a medal for bravery to a man who intervened in a double murder at a, Hong, a local mall. Striking the suspect and preventing him from fleeing. Four others who sought to help will receive accommodation for community service. On June 2nd, two women were stabbed to death by a knife man at a shopping mall in Diamond Hill. A third, nine year old jobless man with a history of mental illness issues was later arrested on the scene. The government on Saturday set the restaurant worker, Horse U5, Previously unnamed, heard screams nearby. Mr. Ho grabbed two stools and approached the suspect bravely. He hit the suspect with a stool with a a view to stopping the latter assaulting the victim. Despite the risk to his personal safety, Mr. Ho guarded himself with the stools to prevent the suspect from fleeing from the sea until the police officers arrived, displaying an extraordinary level of gallantry and selflessness. The spokesperson said, The chief executive. The chief executive would like would also like to thank four citizens for their unreserved unser- assistance in rescuing the victims immediately at the scene, and has therefore awarded them the chief safe accommodation for community service. The honor list is announced at, as part of the July 1st Annover Anniversary, a presentation ceremony will be held later in the year. Hong Kong has seen a number of crimes reported in the first five months of the year, rise by more than 10,000 when compared to the same year, same period of last year, according to the police chief. Um, I don't know, is it because they're focused so much on, I don't know, they're focusing so much on freaking national security stuff, and not anything like, fighting crime? Why aren't you fighting regular crimes? You're focused so much on people protesting, saying something online. Are you paranoid or something? Hong Kong's John Lee warns against soft resistance as Pomp Patriotism replaced protests on Hanover Anniversary. Hong Kong must stay vigilant against Hong unquote soft resistance and be proactive in safeguarding national security. Chief Zhang John Lee has said as marked the 26th and years since its handover from Britain to China. Celebrations for the 26th anniversary of China's return to China's uh, Hong Kong return to Chinese rule began on Saturday morning with top government officials and other guests donning a patriotic pin which featured the Chinese national flag and the regional flag at a flag-raising ceremony and reception. For the first time in three years, attendees gathered at Golden of Square without face masks after the city scrapped its last remaining COVID-19 curbs in March. Amongst those on the front row of the flag-raising ceremony were, uh, were Lee, Former Chief Secretary Lam, C.Y. Leung, and Donald Zhang, Chief Justice Andrew Chung, and the Director of the China Liaison Office in Hong Kong, Zheng Yangsheng. Speaking at the reception, Li referred to a speech delivered by Chinese leader Xi Jinping on the handover anniversary last year. She has made it clear that the One Country Two System policy was tested repeatedly in practice, and the state must adhere. To it in the long run, Lisa. How many times do they actually adhere to it and when they haven't even adhered to it, really? The chief executive, who was inaugurated on the Hanover anniversary, said his administration has led Hong Kong out of the darkness of the epidemic over the past year. The government did not back down during its fight against COVID 19, allowing the city to resume travel with mainland China and reconnect with the world. We're not driving down the fast lane of recovery at full speed, Lisa. <clears throat> How about crime? No one talks about that. The directions she gave on what Hong Kong must do, including implementing patriots ruling Hong Kong and alleviating and livelihood issues, formed the basis of his government's um, blueprint, Lisa. said. He and his pragmatic team aimed to unite the community and build a better Hong Kong. The Hong Kong leader pointed to a growth rate of 2.7% in the first quarter of 2023 and said the city has emerged from the shadows of economic contraction. He also said that the city has seen more than 10 million visitors arrival in the first five months of 2023, saying tourism and consumption stipulate economic recovery. Lee went on to say that although society was largely stable, Hong Kong was intentionally targeted and oppressed by some countries, which misjudged that he described as China's peaceful development. I have full confidence in Hong Kong. Yet we must stay alert, Lisa. How about stay alert I don't know stay alert stay alert against crimes like stabbings or robbery? That would be much better. Destructive forces use soft resistance means are still means are still lurking in our city. We must stay vigilant and be proactive in safeguarding national security and should fully and faithfully implement and um, implement the principle of one country two system, he added. <clears throat> A video was played at the reception which showed the government's work over the past year. It mentioned the lifting of travel restrictions with the mainland and the rest of the world, as well as the northern metropolis and Cao Yichao's artificial island development plans. I don't... <laughs> Did he not realize how much money that's going to be put in and concerned about the environment and stuff like that? (laughs) Li vowed to promote high quality development and contribute to making China a great modern country and to the great rejuvenation of the Chinese nation. The government would also adopt a pragmatic approach to build mutual trust and unite all sectors in Hong Kong, he said. The Hong Kong government first mentioned the term "soft resistance" in late July last year, in a statement objecting what it deems as unfair criticism published in a report by the United Nations Human Rights Committee. The government said at the time that the committee should give due regards to soft resistance acts, hate speech, and publications that has radicalized the public since 2019. You can't blame on the small radical one on the full democratic protest. You're blaming like small factions on some people, you know, doing stuff like that. I mean, did the Democratic Party instigate it? The Civic Party? The uh, ADPL or League of Social Democrats or People of Power or anybody like that? Did they instigate it? No, I don't think so. They condemned the violence. So why are you blaming them now? <clears throat> when it marked on law enforcement's actions relating to sedition offense, Secretary Chief Chris Tong also used this term in April when he explained when he was explaining the annual estimates of the Security Bureau to lawmakers, he mentioned the government should stay on guard <clears throat> to to attempts by uh, to attempts by external forces and their agents in Hong Kong to incite hatred against the central and local authorities through media, culture, and arts, and other soft resistance means. Does it mean crit- Does it also include criticizing the government on their failures or anything, or maybe just only praise would have been the only thing that they wanted? Although July 1st was traditionally a day for tens, or even hundreds or th- of thousands of Hong Kongers to take their diverse demands and grievances to the streets, the state has not seen any public demonstrations as of late afternoon on Saturday. However, a man in his 80s held a banner near, S- near Sago Shopping Mall in Hong, in Cosway Bay on Saturday that reads, repeal the National Security Law, fulfill the International Bill of Human Rights, release political prisoners, may the Lord watch over Hong Kong. He was soon surrounded by police he t- who, who took his personal info and escorted him to a nearby MTR station. Police told the media that they were taking him to MTR, MTR as it was too crowded near Sogo and the man was not under arrest. Police denied an application to organize the annual march in 2021 citing public health restrictions amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. The longtime organizers of this rally, the Civil Rights Front, also dissolved after Beijing's na- enacted national security took effect a little over than three years. Festivities were held at Victoria Park as a slew of giveaways and discounts were offered across the city to mark the Hanover Anniversary. But few people attended, according to Hong Kong Free Press um, reports on the scene. It's empty! Maybe there might be a couple people looking over and saying what well, it is, that's it. That's what they would have definitely do rather than go join the damn the dang thing anyway. What's the point? There's, there's almost like no point in going there anyway, so... Village of the Dead, Hong Kong's high-rise offers a final resting place for thousands. With its white marble foyer and lavish chandeliers, the 12-story tower could be mistaken for one of Hong Kong's newest hotels, but it offers a longer stay, a final resting place for thousands in one of the world's most crowded cities. Hong Kong's 7.3 million residents share some of the most densely populated neighborhoods on Earth. And in the past, mourning, uh, mourning families had to wait years to secure a spot for their loved ones' ashes. The Shansum Colibarium opened last month for the plans to eventually offer 23,000 niches, niches for funeral urns, part of the government's decade long effort to bring in private companies to ease pressure on the deaf care sector. That policy is now paying off after the state's aging population pushed death rates above government's earned space capacity in mid-2010, creating a dire shortage. The sleek modern building is a work of German architect <coughs> type Ulrich Kirchhoff, probably butcher that, 52 years old, who told A. P. he tried to blend elements of nature into the high-density space to create a neighborhood village feel. It is an apartment building for the dead. It feels like a tight, a close-knit neighborhood, he said. <clears throat> At least you have a heart there. That's what I want. That's, all, that's what I want to hear. Kirchhoff said his design was inspired by traditional Chinese graveyards, which are often perched on mountain sides. His columbarium carried over those old, um, underlaying lines greenery and textures of uphe- hewn rocks. Ashes are stored in an ordinate compartment, some of as small as 26 by, 20, by 34 centimeters, 10 by 13 inches. That line, that line the, the walls of air conditioned chambers. Kutchhoff said he designed rooms on each floor to provide intimacy, in contrast to the cramped confines of public columbariums, which he f- said feels like is being in a, war, in a warehouse. How do we maintain quality of life and dignity for the people in the high-density, he says. Is it just a shoebox, or is it there something else? Much like apartments in Hong Kong, rent for the unit is not cheap, putting them up beyond the reach of most people. A basic two-person option for Shang said is sold for $58,000, while the top-tier package meant for a whole family. Cost nearly three million dollars, which is something that barely anybody who has low income able to afford. The median monthly household income in Hong Kong is currently around 3800 $3, dollars, according to government data. Places like places like St was created was created in response to Hong Kong shortage of earned spaces a decades ago. At the time, cremated remains were often stored in drawers at funeral parlors for years. While waiting for the spot to open up, or were housed in unlicensed um columbariums and temples or refurbished factory buildings. Historian Chao Fong, who wrote bo- a book on on Hong Kong's funeral practices, said the seeds of the crisis were sown decades prior by the British colonial administration before the city was handed over to China in 1997. Laws at the time were strict about how to treat dead bodies, but once they were turned to ash, the government did not have a comprehensive policy for them, he told AFP. <laughs> the ethnic Chinese population in Hong Kong historically preferred burials, but the government popularized cremation in the 1960s, a shift seen in dense urban centers across Asia. Since because China is now doing the same thing, so why not copy what they do, right? Now around 95% of Hong Kong dead are cremated each year. Which child attributed to changing social mores. The government estimate that deaths will increase by fourteen percent to sixty one sixty one thousand one hundred per year by, by two thousand twenty thirty one. Officials said that the city is prepared to for the uptick, with about twenty five percent vacancies among the current four hundred twenty five thousand public columbarium spots and more public and private supply in the pipeline. The situation has improved compared to a few years ago. The problem has been eased, but not solved, Chow said. Wing Wang, 43 years old last year, laid her, hus- hey, her father to rest at Changchui Columbarium, uh, Colum a sprawling 4,800-square-meter complex in Hong Kong's southwestern, uh, south, uh, northwestern, western corner that began service in 2021. She said her experience was a far cry from the horror scene seen in headlines years ago. Losing a loved one was painful enough. It would be a torment for family members if they couldn't find a place for the ashes. With no idea how long they wait they need to wait, she said. Wong said her family chose the government's run locations for good Feng Shui. And uh, its affordable pricing meant they have no incentives to consider private options. My friend once said he wanted an ocean view. His niche was angled towards the sea, and we felt it it was what he, want, he would have wanted. At least you're doing good for your father. It's something that I actually expected people to do. And I like that. And picture today. So Hong Kong's unlicensed pro-democracy citizens radio station goes off air after 18 years. A Hong Kong radio station that had air pro-democracy shows Without a license for nearly 18 years, held its last broadcast on Friday, citing difficulties operating in a dangerous political landscape. Founded by veteran activist and also lawmaker Chung King-sing in 2005, Citizen Radio began as an act of civil disobedience against Hong Kong's public broadcasting laws, which he and fellow activists criticized as overly restrictive of public access to the airwaves. In its early years, the station aired phone-in talk shows where prominent opposition figures sometimes appeared as guests, tapping into a culture a culture of spirited political commentary. But Tung, nicknamed Bull, said Friday that citizen radios had uh, had trouble inviting guests in the light of the Beijing tightening grip. Hong Kong political situation today has fallen off a cliff, Tong 67 year old told reporters before the final show. Recorded in a cluttered studio. Within the industrial building. If we, invite get, if we invite guests, they may not be able to speak freely because there are many red lines. Zhang said uh, that the, the station could not pay rent beyond August after his bank account was blocked from receiving donations. At the massive pro democracy protest in Hong Kong 2019, Beijing imposed a national security law that, that critics have said has silenced dissent and curtailed political freedoms. More than 250 people, including activists, lawmakers, and journalists, has been, has been arrested under the security law, and three major pro-democracy media outlets have shuttered under pressure. I believe in the future in Hong Kong, it would be hard um, to have this kind of civil disobedience again," Zhang said of his radio station. While Citizens Radio has not been targeted under the security law, it's open defiance of, of Hong Kong's broadcasting rules meant it had been embroiled in government's lawsuits for years. After the broadcasting license application was denied, the station set up its own FM and FM transmitter atop the city's famous Line Rock Mountain. Tung estimated he and others paid sixty thousand dollars, which is about seventy seven hundred US dollars, in fines over the years. And the station has its studio raided and its equipment confiscated by officials more than once. I believe the air, Airwaves are a public resource and should not just belong to commercials to the commercial sector or the government he said on Friday, but Dung attempts to challenge Hong Kong's broadcasting regulations hit a dead end after his case was dismissed by the top court in two thousand seventeen. Emily Lau, former chair of Hong Kong Democratic Party, an occasional guest and occasional guest on Citizen Radio says stations contributed to a once vibrant media scene. The closure is another reminder that Hong Kong people are really losing many of the things that we used to have, Lao told AFP. Now in Hong Kong, you have to look very hard to find channels where people can express their views freely. Despite its high-profile legal battles, Citizen Radio has been described as a fringe outlet and the size of its audience remain unclear. Jung said every day of broadcasting was an act of resistance, regardless of audience numbers. The Hong Hong Kong Office of of the Communication Authority declined to comment on the station's shutdown, except to to say that the station runs only on the internet. Jung on on Friday gathered some of the station's hosts for a final hour of laughs and and uh, commiseration, and together they bowed to thank their supporters. And the honesty is it's pretty sad to see this this happening. We thank the Hong Kong public, who are clear-eyed and clear-headed, Tung said. 18 years is not a short time. I can tell you, 18 years is the longest thing that they can ever done. And I'm so happy that they're around, even though I barely knew what they were back in the past. I really don't know what they were back then, because I was pretty young, so I don't know what what the radio show is mostly about. That's, that's I, now, because I got involved with these things, is a little bit more better, in my opinion. It's at least like my heart can ease down. U.S. confirms Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen to visit China, citing needs to responsibly manage ties. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is set to visit Beijing this week. The United States said Sunday, marking the second trip by a cabinet official to China since ties between the world top. Top two economies deteriorate early this year. Yellen is expected to discuss with her counterparts the importance for both countries to responsibly manage our relationship, communicate directly about areas of concern, and to get and work together to address global challenges," said the Treasury Department in a statement. Yellen's planned J- planned July 6th to 9th trip comes ap- just weeks after Secretary of State Antony Blinken. Met China's top top leader, President Xi, Chinese leader Xi Jinping, and Foreign Minister Qin Gang, in Beijing in June. Blinken was the highest-ranking U.S. official to visit the Chinese capital in nearly five years, and she said on a rare trip that he saw headway in a strained relationship between Washington and Beijing. In Beijing. Yang will discuss how the United States views its economic relationship with China, a senior Treasury official said on Sunday. She will meet with senior Chinese officials and leading U.S. firms, the American spokesperson said without providing specifics. While the U.S. seeks to secure its national security interests and protect human rights, actions to this effect are not intended to gain economic advantage over China, the official added. Washington also looks towards healthy ties with Beijing and does not seek to decouple the economies while pursuing cooperations on urgent challenges like climate change and debt distress, the American official said. The United States does not expect significant breakthrough from this initial trip, but it does aim to build a longer term channels of communication with China, the Treasury official added. I think the U.S. government is clearly trying to put some floor under under the deterioration of the economic relationship. Edward Alden, a senior fellow at the Council on Foreign Relations, told AFP, speaking on the Treasury Secretary's intentions to visit China. A Yellen trip could restart a steady pattern of engagement at lower levels, he said, adding that the United States has shifted from being ambiguous about how far it is supporting decoupling to explicitly adopting a strategy of de-risking instead. This means focusing on a narrower narrower range of items that have that have strategic importance, trying to build fences around those items, but otherwise trying to continue to nurture a responsible a reasonable uh, reasonably robust US China economic relationship, Odin said. But observers do not expect a quick Resolution to tensions president President Joe Biden's administration is considering a program to restrict certain u s outbound investments involving sensitive technology with key national security implications on an issue that had riled china's official Chinese officials. Other possible sticking points, including commitments to china's anti exponential laws, which recently broadened the the definition of spying while banning the transfer of information relating to national security. A move that has spooked foreign and domestic businesses. The senior Treasury official told reporter Sunday that Washington intends to communicate its concerns over this law, while significant disagreements may not be resolved in a recent a single trip. The US seeks to deepen and deepen and increase the frequencies of communication with China and, and to stabilize the relationship avoiding communication and expanding collaborations where possible, the official said. For the U.S., discussions with officials from the world's second-biggest economy are important to help spur gr- stronger global economic growth and to tackle the mounting debt problem of the global south, said Wendy Cutler, the vice president at the Asian Society Policy Institute, discussing a prospective young visit. On Beijing's part, Officials are looking for a concrete steps taken by the U.S. to show that decoupling and holding back China is not the ultimate goal of the United States," Cutler added. But despite U.S. policies that have drawn ear from Beijing, officials likely have an awareness of China's continued export, dependence, and importance of the U.S. market, CFR's Odin said, I think there that there is a growing awareness in Beijing that China also needs to play a role in nurturing the, this economic relationship with the United States, because it's simply too important to China as well. He yeah. added, "Washington and Beijing recently had clash over trade, human rights, and other issues. Relations came under under further stress this year when the United States shot down a Chinese balloon. It said it was used for surveillance. It claimed China strongly denied, like they always do. But Beijing's perceptions in Beijing." Hasn't seen as a symbolic sign of lowering temperatures. Or maybe it's just a beginning of pandering to the Chinese government. Which I'm not surprised that they're that they're actually doing this anyway. I can I can guarantee you. Hong Kong Book Fair does not have a list of banned titles for vendors, said the organizer says. The organizers of Hong Kong's annual book fair has said it did not hold a list of banned titles for, pu- for participating publishers, maintaining the same position as last year that it would not pre-screen books as long as the titles didn't breach Hong Kong's law, including the national security law. The fair, hosted principally by the Hong Kong Trade Development Council, will open at 10 a.m. on July 19th at the Hong Kong Convention and Exhibition Center in Wan Chai and lasts for a week. Sophia Chong, the deputy, the deputy executive director at the Hong, at the Hong Kong TDC, was asked to, at a press event last Thursday if the organizers would censor titles display, displayed in the book fair. Chong gave the same answer as last year, vowed that the Hong Kong TDC would not would not screen titles in advance, saying it has confidence that exhibitors were all familiar with the house rules. She denied having a list of banned titles, for the exhibitors, and that books can be sold in the fair as long as it did not violate, its, violate the law, including the security law. The inquiry came after nearly 200 books were found to have been purged from public libraries in May, including many pro-democracy author, authors, soon after government auditors advised the department that oversees libraries to step up efforts to make sure libraries' material not threaten national security. Last year, at least three independent publishers, including one founded by ex teacher Raymond Young, who was jailed for joining an unlawful assembly, told the media their applications to participate in the fair had been rejected. Chong refused to answer a question on how many exhibitors have been, have been rejected from this, from this year's event, saying there are in- publishers being rejected every year. Hong Kong TDC Will not comment on individual cases. After being rejected by the book fair, Yuen started an independent book fair called Hong Kong's Book Fair. However, the fair was axed last year after its venue was pulled at the last minute. When asked if Hong Kong TDC had received complaints over the illegal tyres in the past, Chung said some people did not speak, did speak, but they didn't, but they, but did not, but they did not have the figures of the numbers of complaints received. She said, Hong- she said Hong Kong TDC would, for- would forward the complaints to the accused book vendors, and they could decide whether they would continue to display the books themselves. The deputy executive director added that they are expecting more visitors from around the world this year as all the anti-epidemic measures have been lifted, and with the new exhibition center MTR station bringing in a larger crowds from the Great Bay Area in China. Over 500 out of the 760 exhibitors, exhibitors will, be book, will, be, uh, will be book vendors this year. Other vendors including those selling snacks and sport equipment according to the, to the organizers. Now, you're complaining about people banning books here in America? Just look at what happened in Hong Kong right now. It's nothing different. So, a video that was up on Hong Kong Free Press, China attempts to interrupt UN testimony by son of detained Hong Kong media tycoon Jimmy Lai rejected. China's representatives intervened on the, at the UN on Friday in an effort to stop the son of detained media tycoon Jimmy Lai testifying. Sebastian Lai, who was, uh, who was urging for his father's release, was interrupted doing an interactive dialogue with the special raptor on freedom of peaceful assembly and of association. My father has served lengthy prison sentences for ex- for exercising his rights to peaceful pro- protest. Sebastian Lai told the UN on the third year on the third anniversary of the Hong Kong National Security Law for peaceful attendance at pro democracy demonstrations for lighting a candle at a TMN Square mask, mask rituals. Now he is awaiting trial under this this national security law for defending liberty. He faces life in prison. During the hearing, the Chinese representative interrupted, claiming that the statement was unrelated to the meeting's agenda. Trials mentioned are underway. We don't want anybody to use this platform to exaggerate in that regard. We request the president to immediately interrupt this NGO. The Special Raptor on Freedom of Peaceful Assembly and of Association, Clemens Knight um, now, let see. Vo, reject China's request. Pro Pro-democ- democracy media mogul Sun was delivering an oral statement on behalf of the NGOs Penn International at the 53rd sessions of the United Nations Human Rights Council. Jimmy Lai, who is 75, has been, has been in custody since December 2020 and is currently facing trial under the Beijing imposed national security law and the colonial era sedition law. A British citizen. He stand accused of two counts of conspiracy to collude with foreign forces, and one counter of collusion with foreign forces. He was also charged under the sedition law over the allegedly seditious publications. In a press statement, Penn International said China has attempted to silence Sebastian Lai. We welcomed the President of the Human Rights Council's decision to allow Sebastian to con- conclude his oral statement, and for the comments from the Special Raptor on Freedom of Peaceful Assembly and of Association. Clemens, now let's um, now so um, I keep butchering his i sorry. Let Soci Vol, who expressed his support and solidarity with Sebastian Lai. I want to thank him for for doing that and not letting China bully you all the time. The Communist Party cannot bully anyone else. I can guarantee you that. Bullying you guys just to be quiet is not a smart choice. Until someone tell you, nope, we don't care about what you think. We just want them to express themselves. China, Chinese pop idol Chai Shu kun denies wrongdoings and sex scandal. Chinese pop star and fashion icon Chai Su-kun denied, denied Monday he had pressured a woman to have an abortion but promised to change his behavior after he embarked in a sex scandal that has taken China by storm. A blogger claimed last week. That Chai, that Chai has a has a one night stand with a woman referred to as Miss C, alleging that he has coerced her into it getting an abortion. We find out she was pregnant. Oh, what a douche! The scandal expo- has exploded in China, where celebrities are held to a high moral standards, threatening Thai's lucrative partnerships with, ma- with major and I just there we go with major international brands, including Prada and Tag Heuer. Music videos featuring Ty were unavailable on State Broadcast CCTV's video streaming app Monday in a search for the star's name yielded no results. In breaking days of Science on the issue, Ty acknowledged Monday having a relationship with Miss C that ended in 2021, and that the two were no longer seeing each other. The relationship between Miss C and I were, was voluntary. It did not involve illegal activities, Ty posted to more than 38 million Weibo followers. I employ relevant, independent media not to spread or believe rumors. But the singer adds that he would change his behavior in the future, and would strictly constrain my words and actions and accept public and societal supervision. China's top global sponsors have not commented on the issues. But signs of waning confidence emerged Saturday, when a Chinese celebrity-focused advertising association urged clients to be aware of risks concerning a male singer named Cai. This is intended towards further hype and expansion, a buy under the Beijing Advertising Association said in a statement published on WeChat. It did not give Thai's full name. Related brands, performance management firms, and multi channel networks operators are requested to control risks on male singer Thai. China Stories has kept a close eye on domestic entertainment sectors in recent years, launching a wide a, a wide-ranging crackdown on dodgy financial practices and immoral conduct in 2021 after numerous scandals implicated some of the nation's biggest entertainers. In November, in November, Chinese Canadian superstar Chris Wu was sentenced to 13 years in jail after being found guilty of rape. I can guarantee you this is something that in China and China this it was they were so crazy that we they have a thing in China. Fu or er die and guang or er die. Which means second generation. You can tell that these wealthy people tend to get away with it. For people like him saying, Oh, I did nothing wrong, you know, it's just a one night stand. Like, oh I just it's just an accident kind of thing. Like you not? an accident? Or it's just an accident? Uh, I can guarantee you, that ain't no freaking accident. Because because if you do it, you should accept it. I don't know why you're not a man. You can't just take. It. If you were a real man, you take it under the chin and say, "Okay, I admit I did it." If it was a, if you were a man who has who has the balls to say, "Okay, I did, it, I admit it, and I will take full responsibility for what I've done," not just deflect and try to act like you know like a Mister Know It All piece of crap. Because I can guarantee you, it, it, karma can come back and bite you soon. I don't know when but it will be coming. You just wait and see, that's it. You just have to wait and see how how that karma is going to taste eventually soon. It's going to come back and it's going to bite you where it hurts. I can tell I can guarantee you that. And that's not a fun bite. It's the worst bite you can ever get. So to this actor, be careful because it'll come because it's going to come back and bite you soon enough. I don't know when, but it will eventually. And we'll explain more on the second half. Welcome back. Japanese journalists who covered the 2019 protests denied entry to Hong Kong. That's what reports said. A Japanese journalist known for his coverage of Hong Kong's protests was barred from entering the city days before the 26th anniversary of its handover to China, according to various Japanese news outlets. It was believed to be the first time a report from Japan has been denied entry to Hong Kong after a Japanese photographer a and a street singer said they had been barred from the city. Yoshiki Ogawa, the author of the book, the book Chronicles of Hong Kong's Protest, arrived at Hong Kong international airport last Thursday. The 54-year-old freelance journalist, means he's not part of any report, any reporter company or whatever, was taken to a room and interviewed by immigration officers for around an hour. Who are being requested to sign a documents acknowledging the views of his entry into the city, into Hong Kong, according to the J- Japan Times and the a- Ashi Shimba. Ogawa said he was not giving a clear reason for denying his entry, but was only told that he was not granted permission to stay, according to the same reports. The reports returned to Tokyo on Friday afternoon. I worked to convey things about Hong Kong to Japan, but it was not like I was going to do any suspicious activities in the city. Ogawa told the press shortly after arriving at Tokyo's Narita uh, Narita's Airport, according to Japan's Times. The reports also told the media that he thought his work was unwelcome by the Hong Kong government and that Hong Kong has changed, as, as incidents like this would have been unthinkable before. <laughs> Hong Kong Free Press has reached out to the Immigration Department and the Security Bureau for comment. Ogawa has been writing about Hong Kong's politics since he covered the Umbrella Movement in 2014. He contributed to force Japan and wrote two books on Hong Kong, including eyewitness, eyewitness accounts: the terrifying truth of Hong Kong suppression. Sam Yip, former district councilor and spokesperson, and spokesperson of the Japan's the former district councilor and and spokesperson of the Japan's Hong Kong Hong Kong Democracy Alliance, said so in a statement posted to Facebook that this was the first case of a Japanese journalist being denied entry to Hong Kong, and that it was evident that the rejection was due to its past coverage and publications. The refusal of entry to journalists on the third anniversary of the implementation of the National Security Law is a symbol that demonstrates the complete disappearance of press freedom in Hong Kong, and the freedom of anyone to enter or exit Hong Kong due to the implementation of the National Security Law, Yip said. He urged Tokyo to safeguard the freedom. Of entry and exit for Japanese people. In December 2022, Japanese freelance photographer Michiko Michiko Kiseki was denied entry to Hong Kong with immigration officials grilling her on an exhibition in Japan of her her shots of the 2019 Hong Kong pro democracy protests, Kiseki said on Twitter. In response, the immigration department told Hong Kong Free Press the immigration department did not comment individual cases. The immigration department acts in accordance with the law and policies in handling each immigration case. A Japanese street performer named Mr. Wally claimed to have been denied entry into Hong Kong on June 12, the fourth anniversary of the beginning of the 2019 protest after being taken into a separate room at the airport. He said on Facebook that he was interviewed for over two hours by immigration officers, who told him that he was barred from entering the city due to his history of busking on the street while working, while working holiday visas. Performers, the performer said he, was asked, he, he had asked the police, the police and immigration department before whether it was legal to perform on the street, yet it was the first time he was told that busking was not allowed. Calling this an unreasonable excuse, Mr. Wally said he thought the refusal of entry was, was because he displayed the sign Hong Kong add oil a phrase of encouragement that Lucy translated as come on during the 2019 protest. Hong Kong has completely changed and could no longer tolerate a single string of freedom of expression while we, uh, Mr. Roy wrote on Facebook. This, I can tell you right now, is something much, much, much worse. And it's not something that, that anybody, I guess, is gonna tolerate pretty well. Google required proof that glory to Hong Kong was illegal Technology chief says. The Hong Kong government application for a court injunction to ban Glory Up to Hong Kong came after Google said it needed proof that the song was illegal, the technology, the tech, the state's technology chief has said. Speaking on Now TV show on Saturday, Secretary for Innovation, Technology and Industry Sun Dong, uh, Sun Dong said Google has not exceeded the state's request to remove Glory to Hong Kong from its search results. Google Said you must have evidence to prove that the song violates local laws that we need a court order, Sun said very well, since you brought up a legal issue, let's use legal legal means to solve the problem. The Google said last the government said last month that it was seeking to ban unlawful acts relating to glory right to Hong Kong, the lyrics of which contain a slogan that has been deemed a cause for secession. The legal prov- prov- provisions would also ban the melody, lyrics, and any adaptations of the song. Written by Proto by Protomoxy supporters during the protest in twenty nineteen, the song has been subject subject of numerous anthem mix ups that saw it played in place of China's national anthem, much of the volunteers at international sporting events. The authorities have strongly deplored the mistakes and the song was link, is linked with violent protests. Hearing for the government's application the, of the injunction with adjourned later this month. A Department of Justice representative said the injunction was, was aimed at people who were conducting or intended to conduct the distribution of glory to Hong Kong to incite secession, sedition, or to violate the National Anthem Law, and that it did not intend to target the war at large. The most known mixed anthem mix-up involved the wrongful playing of the glory of Hong Kong at a men's hockey game in Bosnia-Herzegovina in March. The sports federation representing representing Hong Kong at the sport at the Olympics warned in a strongly worded statement in April that it could suspend suspend the association over the blunder, ordering it to submit a full written report on its non-compliance. <laughs> Are you serious right now? The first reported anthem blunders occurred last November when the government demanded a full investigation into the playing of Glory to Hong Kong at a Rugby 7 game in South Korea. The mistake was reportedly made by an intern in, intern in South Korea who had googled Hong Kong's National Anthem and played the top results. Since then, the government has been calling Google to pin the correct information about the National Anthem at the top of their ser- search results. Okay, they can't focus on crime, but they can focus on National Anthem. Until recent months, Glory to Hong Kong was the first results when when Hong Kong National Anthem was searched on Google. In April, a government's webpage about, about the National Anthem rose in the searching rankings after it was updated. When Hong Kong Press checked on Monday afternoon, the webpage on the Constitution and Mainland Affairs Bureau site was the first in the ranking, followed by a Wikipedia page of the National Anthem of Hong Kong. Speaking on Saturday, Sunset said Google initially had a strong reaction to the government's proposal in, to place March of the Volunteers at the top of search results and appeared to be ready to engage... And a debate with Hong Kong authorities, he added that the controversy has has um, have been one of his biggest challenges since be- since becoming city's tech- technology chief. Sun was appointed to the role last July as part of Chief Secretary John Lee's administration. Are you? S- what is the most important thing that you should be focusing on? The economy, okay, economy. That's that's important. Um, how about I don't know focusing on the. On murder, that's something that people shouldn't focus on. Like, right, right? Murder should be very important. Because if you not focused on murder, you're gonna, it's, your life is going to suck if that happened. Well, National Anthem, that's important. Why do I care about National Anthem when there's other things we can focus on? Like, crimes, economy is about to be tanking. I don't want the economy to tank anyway, so. i always want the economy to be safe. Fifteen stopped by Hong Kong police on the anniversary of City's return to Chinese rule. Fifteen people were stopped by police on July 1st, the 26th anniversary of the handover, including 87 year old man who called for the, an abolition of the national security law, according to local media. None were arrested. Thankfully. According to local media, some 6,000 police officers were deployed on Saturday, July 1st has been has long been a day of protest in Hong Kong with annual marches organized by Vic- from Victoria Park in Cosme Bay. However, the organizers of the event, the Civil Human Rights Front, disbanded in August 2021, and there has been no demonstration since 2019. Signing the police, local media reported that 14 men and one woman, aged 17 to 87, were stopped. Dr. Jenneran was reportedly given a verbal warning against, a public- against causing a public nu- nuisance. The 87-year-old, who was giving a certain name as "Mm," M-bot to local media, held a a placard in Cosby Bay that read, Abolish National Security Law, implement international uh, covenant on civil and political rights, release political prisoners, may the Lord look upon Hong Kong. Catholic said he has attended July 1st protests since 1989, the year of the Tiananmen crackdown. Of course, it's useless, but it's just for myself. For my conscience, he told reporters when asked whether he thought protesting would have a real impact. He was escorted away by plainclothes police officers. Minutes later, speaking to Hong Kong 1, said the police, the officers pulled him aside and took his address and and phone number. He said he was asked to give to get to get off the street, so he would not block traffic at the busy Causeway Bay intersection. That he was escorted to Yao, Tong, to Yao Tong's to MTR station by two officers and told and returned to to his to his home in Wong Tai Sing. He also quoted the officers as saying he could he could consult the police before holding a plaque, certain slogans to avoid violating security law. Ao Yong Siu Hong, a former member of the Mong Kok shopping revolution, a movement that saws pro democracy protesters pretending to shop in a busy district in two thousand fourteen was among those stopped by police outside the Sogo shopping mall in Causeway Bay. He was wearing a yellow face mask with the characters for Universal Suffrage and FDNOL. The initials, initials of the of 2019 protest slogan, 5 Demand, Not One Less. Dentist Lee Ying chi was also stopped by police. Local media reported wearing an orange polo-, polo shirt with the Chinese characters Hong Kong printed on it. She was stopped. Qu- she was she was stopped, questioned, and escorted to the Causeway Bay MTR station. According to local media reports, she was arrested on suspicion of sedition and disorderly bu- public behavior on June third this year, the eve of the thirty-fourth anniversary of the Tianan Crackdown. Police said they received a report at 5:15 p.m. that two Chinese vices had been found with burn marks near Queensway. A warrant has been filed for the arrest of a Chinese national. Hong Kong Press had reached out to the police for comment. Opposition party the League of Social Democrats was pressured to cancel a July 1st protest. With Vice Chairperson Dixon Chow, called the move an effort to normalize stamping out opposition. VOA reported on Saturday that the LSD had planned a small-scale demonstration outside the government's headquarters. Child said members would speak about the state of freedom of expression and labor importation, as well as white elephant infrastructure projects. He said the party unfortunately had to cancel their demonstration after having faced pressure from powerful agencies. We had a two three-page statement prepared, but there was nothing we could do. Room had props made. Chow said, "It feels like my hands and legs are tied. Even speaking out about environmental issues is a problem. And concern groups for subdivided housing residents have been have been named." He said, "A full-page one-way poll um, report recently slammed concern groups, including platform concerning subdivided flats, and alliance concerning subdivided flats, for leveraging the house crunch to incite citizens' negative emotions against the government." Back then, we would we would we would say don't touch politics, just deal with livelihood issues. But now we can't even do that without having a background check run on you. Chow said, he said he hoped to continue with labor rights work. With the Confederation of Trade Unions gone, along with many other unions, I think this is this is an area needs that needs to be filled up. But it is not easy. Last year. LSD announced they would not hold any protest activity on July 1st, after some of their volunteers were called in to meet officers from the Police National Security, from the Police National Security Department. The League Chairwoman Chung Bo-ying, wife of detained activist Long-Hair Leung said the National Security Police had searched the homes and the residence of five other members, including Chao. The year prior, the group put up a banner asking their stories to free its members who were either Jailed or in custody, including Jimmy Sham, Long, um, Long Hair Long Guo Hong, Figo Chan, and Avery M. It was the first time Hong Kong saw saw has saw has not seen large this uh, demonstrations on July first, traditionally a day of protest. Mm Who was who was released on and from prison last year put up a Facebook post on Saturday asking, "Don't feel like there is something." Um doesn't it feel like there's something you want to go, something you want to do, say say shout today and yet there's a feeling that a malicious power won't let you go there and do and or do speak or shout those things. The post also included the hashtag Hong Kong is a big prison and an emoji of a middle finger. I got to say to you Avery, your post is so awesome. I like that actually. So, of course, like the government says, no conflict between between journalism and national security law, says Hong Kong number 2 official. There is no conflict between media, media, journalistic work, and Beijing imposed national security law, Chief, Se- Chief Secretary for its administration Eric Chen has said. The protection of press freedom was stipulated in the sweeping security law and the basic law, said Chen in an interview with RTHK last um last Sunday. However, the freedom of fake news was not protected, the number two official added. "Chen's comment came after Chief Israel John Lee said last Thursday that the government might drop plans for a fake news law. Lee said at the time that the administration would not produce fake news legislation if the problem was manageable through self-discipline and industry ethics. The government must move plans to legislate against fake news and false information in 2021. At the time, the administration told lawmakers that they were conducting a study of similar legislation in other countries. Just now, you ask, is it okay to criticize the government? It's, it is completely fine. Every day, there are people criticizing the government. It's nonstop. stop <laughs> said, it is completely fine to disagree with a the, policy or have a different opinion. The chief executive chief secretary for administration said that criticism of the administration was completely irrelevant to the four offenses outlawed under the security legislation—secession, subversion, collusion foreign forces, and terrorism. Criticism of the government is not a freaking thing against the law, but they make it look like it. Ordinary media or journalists do not have to worry that normal journalistic work will face interference, he added, without explaining what he meant by ordinary journalism. Does it also in- does it also include I don't know anybody reporting bad things about what's going on. Hong Kong also had an independent judiciary which helped gatekeep the execution of the security law. These chief secretary said, "The judicial power of Hong Kong is very of Hong Kong judiciary is very independent. You can see that the government does not win every single time. Sometimes we lose," said Chan. It shows that sometimes when the government is wrong in the execution of the national security law, it eventually goes to and is decided by the court. Actually, there are several checks. The Department of Justice will look into it, and the court will check again. There is also an, an appeal mechanism and other things. Currently, no one, no one under the Beijing Impulse, impulse legislation has been acquitted. Hong Kong's plummet in the international press freedom index since the onset of the national security law. Watchdog cited the arrest of journalists, raids on roost rooms and closure of around 10 media outlets, including Apple Daily Stand News and Citizen News. Over 1,000 journalists have lost their jobs, whilst many many immigrated. Meanwhile, the city's government-funded broadcaster, RTHK, has adopted new editorial guidelines, purge its archives, and acts news and satirical shows, like headlines. It's a pretty, it's pretty great show, actually. In 2022, Chief Executive John Lee has said press freedom was in the pockets of Hong Kongers, but nobody is above the law. Lee has also told the press to tell good Hong Kong stories. So it means that we can't say anything bad about the government or some sort of that. Hong Kong's security law to deal with quote-unquote soft resistance, Security Chief Chris Tong says. Hong Kong's own security legislation will have provisions to deal with soft resistance, Secretary for Security Chris Tangan said. In an interview with state-backed newspaper Ta Kung Pao, the security chief said Hong Kong has seen soft resistance in recent years, as well as online discussions and publications that could easily radicalize people. So means anybody who expresses opinions, why? Referring to a series of sedition, of, sedition, of Hong Kong's seditious children's book, a, ch- a judge said was capable of brainwashing young readers. Tang said the books could cause children to lose faith in the Hong Kong judicial systems, and to ins- and instill the ideas that only by using force against um, against organs of state power they were able to achieve, able to protect their home. Chief Executive John uh, John Lee said on Saturday. That Hong Kong must stay vigilant against soft resistance and be proactive in safeguarding national security, as the city marked, marked the 26th anniversary, 26 years since its handover from Britain to China. The Hong Kong government first mentioned the term soft resistance in late July last year, in a statement objecting to what it deemed unfair criticism in a United Nations Human Rights Committee report. The government said at the time, that the, com- that the committee should give, a du- to give due regards to Soft Resistance Act, hate speech, and publications that radicalized the public since 2019, when it-, when it marked on law enforcement's actions relating to the sedition offense. A full-page one-way poll report on May slammed subdivided housing concern groups for engaging in quote-unquote soft resistance by leveraging the housing crunch to incite citizens' negative motions against the government. Isn't that true? That housing is a ridiculous thing in Hong Kong. They're so expensive. You can't criticize it. Oh, you have to deal with it. Why we can't criticize it then? Targeting at the espionage activities cannot be overlooked. Saying that international ag- intelligence agencies has publicly stated they would they could work together to crack on materials related to China. Certainly, the United States and UK and many other European countries ain't gonna do the same thing what China does, which are vague and not gonna let anybody. Have their own have their own opposition. The government will review which acts are covered under the national security law, and assess existing legislation with with reference to areas including espionage and cyber in order to formulate effective and practical measures and provisions to further improve safeguards for national security. He said. He added that he added that the government would clearly define the cybersecurity obligations of crim. Of critical infrastructures operators through legislation. Tao also said enacting Hong Kong's own national security, own security law, known as Article Twenty Three, would make up for make up for inadequacies in this national security law, which criminalizes secession, subversion, terrorism, and foreign collusion. Article Twenty Three of the Basic Law stipulates that the that the Hong Kong government shall enact laws on its own on its own to prohibit any act of treason, secession, sedition, subversion against the central government. With a combination of the national security law and Article 23 of the Basic Law, 1 plus 1 plus one can be more than 2, establishing comprehensive national, national security, tells it. Legislation of Article 23 failed in 2003, following mass protests. The government has always had enough votes to pass the law, but it has never been raised since the deba- 2003 debacle. Public democracy advocates feared it could have a negative effect on civil liberties. Right now, it's already having a civil a bad effect already. It would prohibit seven types of offenses. Treason, secession, sedition, subversion against the central government, separate state secrets, foreign bodies conducting political activities in the city, and local bodies establishing ties with foreign with foreign bodies. <laughs> what example, RSJ wants to talk pe- to student unions in Hong Kong, would also would that also stipulates that as well? I don't think so. We're not talking about anything else besides that. So, one final report for today. Hong Kong National Security Police issued 1 million bounty for each 8 self-exiled activists. Hong Kong's National Security Police had issued warrants, arrest warrants, for 8 for 8 self-exiled activists, including former lawmaker, Ted Hui and Dennis Kwok. Don't forget about Nathan Law, he's also a former lawmaker. The force also offered $1 million for each of the wanted people. The announcement came after a week after an, an editorial issue. An editorial in a state owned newspaper, Ta Kung Pao, cited Article 38 of the National Security Law, which states that the sweeping legislation applies to people outside the city. And that China, a member of the international um, international crime police Organization or Interpol can request international cooperation from member countries to help apprehend fugitives. Police name ex-lawmakers Ted Kuei and Dennis Kwok, activists Nathan Law, Anna Kwok, Erman Yuan, Mum Siu Tak, and Finn Lau, and solicitors and solicitors Kevin Yam, as the eight who were who were wanted. Chief Superintendent of the National Security Police, Steve Lee, Said offering the bounties was not the force, uh, the force's way of putting it on a show, but was the but was enforcement of the law. He cited Article Thirty Seven and Article Thirty Eight of the Beijing Enacted Security Law, and said Hong Kong has extra extra territorial jurisdiction, and the and the responsibility to pursue individuals based overseas who stip, who committed acts endangering the city national security. Such powers were stipulated in a legislation adopted in other countries and regions, he said. Yeah, not politi- not national security. We have national security concerns, yeah, but it's only on certain individuals that have a lot of provisions. But spe- simply speaking out against the government is not a national security offense in America. Please said that the group has seriously violated national security offenses, called for sanctions against local officials, and schemed for foreign countries to undermine Hong Kong financial status. The eight should come forward and surrender," police added, saying the court may consider imposing a letter penalty if they do so. Like that's gonna, gonna surprise, it's gonna, you know, at least say, okay, I'll surrender. They're not, they're not, they're not a fool. Lee admitted that the force would not be able to arrest the unwanted individuals if they did not return to the city, But the arrest warrants would be useful for future law enforcement actions, he said. The purpose of offering rewards notices. Forty-eight activists was to allow the Hong Kong authorities to find their whereabouts and be prepared to make effective arrests in case, in case the one individuals return to the sea one day, which they're not. Of course, they're not. they of course not going to return anyway. Of course, you may say that now they are in overseas, that would not be useful. But you never know. Maybe someday they come back to Hong Kong through e- other illegal means. That kind of information should be useful, uh, should be very useful for uh, for us," um, he said. Uh, speaking on mo- on Monday's press on Monday's press conference, Super- Super- senior superintendent Humnan of the police national security department said the force has evidence against the eight wanted individuals relating to their alleged national security offenses. According to the arrest warrants. Solicitor Yam, 46 years old, was said to have met with foreign government leaders in November, December last year, called for sanctions against Hong Kong officials. He also alleged allegedly made similar appeals at a hearing held by an official foreign organizations in in May, asking foreign countries to sanction members of the city's judiciary and public prosecutors. Yam said accused of collusion with foreign countries or exter- or with external elements to endanger national security. Hui, 41 years old, is wanted for inciting foreign subversion and secession and foreign collusions. He was said to have initiated the 2021 Hong Kong Charter with others since March 2021 and repeatedly advocated for Hong Kong independence and Taiwan and Taiwan's independence on social media and social media platforms. He, was, he also allegedly called for sanctions against local officials and social media posts and engaged in other activities which the police described as being hostile against China and Hong Kong between January 2021 and December 2022. Yuan, 74 years old, who is the, fa- who is the father-in-law of pro-establishment legislator Eunice Yum, was said to have urged foreign countries to impose sanctions on Hong Kong's officials and members of the judiciary on various online platforms between July 2020 and May 2023. He was also among the activists behind the plan to form a Hong Kong Parliament last year, which promoted Hong Kong's right to self-determination. Such acts amounted to subverting the state power and foreign collusion, police said. The Security Bureau said last August that the activists involved in the Hong Kong Parliament were suspected of subversion. Police alleged 45-year-old ex-Civic Party legislature. Legislator Dennis Kwok supported recommendations in a report published by a foreign organization in September 2021, which requested overseas government to impose sanctions and blockades and other hostile activities against, against China and Hong Kong. The former politician, who is also a lawyer, was said to have appealed for financial sanctions on Hong Kong at a meeting held overseas last December. He faced the charge of colluding with foreign forces. Activist Nathan Law, 29 years old, hey by the way hopeful, by the way, happy third birthday, birthday, early third birthday, accused of requesting foreign sanctions or blockades on Hong Kong and calling for the city's separation from China by attending hearings, meeting foreign politicians, giving media interviews pending open letters, signing petitions, and making social media posts between July 2020 and last November. Police test actions amounted to inciting secession and foreign collusion. According to to police, between September 2021 and last February, 26-year-old activist Anna Kwok met foreign lawmakers and officials to call for sanctions and attended meetings of Hong Kong's Democracy Council. For which she was she has has been accused of colluding foreign agents. Mom, fifty one years old, faces one charge of inciting secession over an overseas meeting held in in June twenty twenty two, at which police said he smeared the Hong Kong and central governments and advocated separating the city from Hong Kong from mainland China. Twenty nine year old Lau is facing a foreign collusion charge. After allegedly calling for sanctions on various platforms through Hong Kong Liberty, an organization he founded between July 2020 and June 2021. The National Security Police would take necessary and effective measures to cut off the chains of funding of to the wanted activists, said Senior Superintendent Hum Ngan of the National Security Department. Some of the wanted people had flagrantly launched crowdfunding campaigns online, Hum said. The superintendent, the senior superintendent, warned that the force would also would also track down contacts of the of the one individuals in Hong Kong and overseas, as well as the source of their funding. I want to remind everyone that assisting, instigating, and using money or other or other properties to fund others in the committing offense endangering national security also amounts to breaching the law," he said. A previous so correction here. A previous version of this article refer to Kevin Yam as barrister at, as opposed to a solicitor. we regret there. Thank you Hong Kong Free Press for correcting that. So this is actually something that's fearful. And my opinion is this I'm not afraid of what they're gonna be doing. I feel like they're they're very, very they're you know they're very very brave. Hong Kong people are very very brave. No matter what they no matter what happened to them and hopefully, of course, they're not going they are not gonna. Hope they're not going back to the sea. Of course, I'm hoping they're saying absolutely safe. Even Nathan Law said on an immediate media report saying that he feared for his life now because of what happened. You know, I'm 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 very I'm very worried about um many other activists like Nathan Law, and many other activists as well who's very fear their safety, because of, because of what the government's gonna go after them for. It's very very scary, so I'm hoping that they're staying absolutely safe on that. But we never know what will happen. But even then, he's protected by the international community. So of course, I don't think the government's gonna go after them. I don't think the government's gonna able to easily go after them anyway. Hope that can ha- hope he can appeal to the national com- to the international community and tell them, look, this is what they're doing to us, and they're threatening us to be silenced and basically saying that they're gonna return to the sea they like like, that, that's a wishful thinking. Good try, Hong Kong government. But I don't think that's going to be possible. Even if you try, it makes me laugh at them for for even suggesting such a thing like that. So, to all the activists who are currently in exile right now, please stay absolutely safe and make sure to keep a watch out for these morons that try that try to constantly harass you guys. And thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. And of course, on April, on a on July tw- on July tenth, it will be start of the summer two class. And on July sixth, it will be the end of speech. Uh, begin of the end of summer one. So please get your stuff in and turn it in. Please, that'll be the best choice. And make sure to and to all of you Hong Kong activists out there, who are actually under in the bounty of the Hong Kong government, and or I should call puppet government. Stay absolutely safe. Stand strong. You're, you're not going to lose. You can't give up now. Enter them. Gaio. Hong Kong Gaio. And thank you for tuning in, guys. And we'll talk more next time. This is Team Cat Home My Radio signing out. Hope you guys have a great day. Take care. <coughs> My radio, it's on on every Monday and every Friday. Can hold my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you.